0: Is up, people! This is Ron Sense. This is Ron. I'm uh, kind of just decided to do this episode after I finished up with work today. Uh, and I know nobody's asking, but yes, I do. You know, still have a, a day job, and so when when I release those episodes at you know whatever, usually 9 a.m. is when I kind of shoot for it. That's I upload it the night before, and then I set it up to you know uh, go through. And, and actually distribute at typically 9 a.m. or, you know, maybe a different time. But I, I think I'm finding that maybe 9 a.m. is a good time. I don't know. If if anybody has any suggestions, please let me know. I, I'm kind of going off of that based on the fact that the majority of people who listen to this, right, are my friends from back in the Chicagoland area or Illinois in general. So they're on Central time. It's 8 a.m. their time. It may be before their getting to work maybe even before they've started their commute or I mean obviously right now probably most people are working from home so in in that case you you know whatever it's before they've really kind of gotten their day started and maybe they're kind of checking their phone they're keeping an eye out if they're getting uh, notifications so figure that's good time for anybody who's here on the east coast that listens to me um you know, 9 a.m. might still be you're just getting into work or it's very early on with having been at work. And so maybe you kind of have your phone out or something. You know, your day hasn't gotten too hectic just yet. And maybe that gives you the opportunity to get that notification and see it and download and listen or whatever. Um, so that's that's that. And so I'm, I'm recording this on Thursday after work. I, since I had an episode drop earlier this morning, I probably won't actually drop this episode tonight even though uh, what I am going to talk about is some sports betting, uh, mainly NFL football, because at this point, you know, fuck college football. I actually did okay last week only because I put an ungodly amount of money on Alabama and Clemson to win, and I think literally all my other bets pretty much lost. So only reason I came out ahead last weekend with college football was that. I've mainly just stayed away from it altogether because with COVID and everything, I think it's getting just too fucking nuts. Uh, I've been bidding a little bit of college hoops, mainly just betting on Illinois, um, who by the way, I think actually has pretty decent odds still to win the national title, you know, win, and that's, uh, yeah, plus 1300, which I think is pretty good odds. I mean, I, I put down a bet for Illinois to win at plus 1300. I think the way uh, obviously we looked against Duke was really impressive. And then I think that we looked really bad against Baylor and that game was still tight for a good chunk of that game. Uh and especially the fact that specifically like IO looked bad and Coffee was okay and that really Georgie was kind of our main like, was really our most impressive player out there. And so if, if on any night where Georgie is the one that's our most impressive player, and we're in it with a top five team, I feel pretty good about our team. I think that Io is going to get better. I think Io is going to kind of, you know, settle in a little more. And the next time maybe he comes across a team like Baylor, you know, we can, we can kind of change the results a little bit there. But Anyways, the main thing I want to talk about is NFL, where I think I've been doing better. And I think because I've just said that and I'm recording this podcast again to cover sports betting, I'm literally going to lose every fucking bet, but we're going to, you know, we're going to try. So tonight's game, which you're, you know, it's Thursday night. And so you probably won't actually hear this until tomorrow or Saturday or Sunday, whenever you actually listen to this, but I'm going to go out on the record right now and say I think I like the under at 43 and a half, and I don't really know why there's all this action on the Patriots, I know they're getting points, but they're going to LA, it's, you know, I I know that they just kind of shit all over the Chargers this past weekend, but I don't know. I think that there's always a distinct advantage to the team that doesn't have to travel on a Thursday night game, especially when you're talking about coast to coast travel. Uh, and, and especially given the current, you know, COVID kind of environment, I, I think that it only makes it that much more stressful. So, uh, the fact that the Rams defense, I think with how good the Rams defense is and how inconsistent the, um, New England offense is, and then conversely how Uh, Kind of the same story, right? The New England defense is pretty good. Uh, They haven't been as great as they usually are, but they're pretty good. And then we've got the Rams offense, who is also remarkably inconsistent. They seem to have some games where they're popping off, uh, like even against the Cardinals, they were popping off. But then, you know, they have games like against the Bears earlier, where it was just like, you know, they didn't look... I mean, I guess they did eventually kind of start to run it up, but... They Even like w- with the score being what it was, I don't think that they looked particularly sharp for the most part. It was mainly that they could run the ball and the Bears couldn't stop the run. But I just think that we haven't seen a lot of consistency out of that Rams offense. And so I think that we'll see a lot of good defense here. And I'm taking the under on Cam Newton passing yards. I think I got it at like 170-something. And I think just based on you know what we've kind of seen thus far with the Patriots offense, especially, is that we're not 175 and a half. That's the number. So, uh, I I mean, even when they scored like a million points last week, Cam Newton still had like less than 100 passing yards. You know, I think that that's just not the recipe for them. So I think that that's a good bet. Um, And so then next on the list here that I have is The Cardinals-Giants game, and the Giants are plus three. Now, it is at New York, but here's what I'm going to tell you. This smells like a bot, okay? I don't know on what planet the Giants are only a three-point dog to the Cardinals. So, uh, I think I'm going to stay away from this game, and if anything, I would maybe bet the Giants. Like, because everything should be screaming Cardinals here, and the fact that it's not is very odd, right? This feels like a Vegas knows something kind of line at at minus three for the Cardinals. So I don't like that spread at all. Um, Then we've got the Cowboys-Bengals game, where it's at Cincinnati. uh, Cowboys are minus three and a half. I think that you could probably hammer the shit out of this spread. It's the Andy Dalton revenge game. So, we should be seeing uh Andy Dalton just annihilate this Cincinnati defense. I I think actually as far as the numbers go, it looks like it like this is actually a decent spread for the Bengals. Um I don't know. I mean, I know that the Bengals haven't looked as bad as you'd have expected, considering they're without Joe Burrow. But to me, this is this is the Cowboys all the way. Just if nothing else, solely on Andy Dalton revenge game. I think we've all been I I think, uh, you know, when 2020 just got started, I think all of us were kind of like, you know what I really want to see is that Andy Dalton revenge game. But you were like, well, you know, he's a backup quarterback, so is it really gonna happen? You know, probably not. And uh, but here we are. You know, uh, you know, fate has decided that we will get the Andy Dalton revenge game, and and uh and those are those are the games you can't miss as a sports gambler. You have to take those and run. And so I'm gonna hammer the the Cowboys for what it's worth. The uh Broncos Panthers at Carolina. Uh Carolina minus three. Uh the Broncos are another team who are, you know, vastly overperforming of late. Uh it feels like, considering that they're terrible. But that being said, I, I mean I think that the the Panthers are sort of like. I, the Panthers are a weird team because they're kind of like underperforming and overperforming at the same time, it kind of feels like. I think I like the under at 46 and a half in this game. And I I definitely think I like the Panthers at minus three as well. I feel like that's... I I just... I, I think that Denver's defense is better than what they're perceived, you know, or like what you would think. But I also just think Denver kind of sucks. So... Uh, I, I think I like the, the Panthers. Um, next, we have the Texans against my Chicago Bears. Kind of looks like a bot spread, honestly, because I don't know why the Texans are only a one-and-a-half-point favorite against, uh, against us. And, you know, I love my Bears, but I, I don't know how we win this game. I, I think that this is, you know... After we managed to lose to the Lions... I mean, I, I'm i not putting my money on the Bears again for a little while. I, I would take the Texans if you're going to bet this game. I'm not sure that I'd even take it just to avoid betting against the Bears. But I, I think that smart money is probably the Texans at minus one and a half here. Now, the next one I think is going to be the one that people might be surprised by. The uh, Chiefs-Dolphins. So it's at Miami. Chiefs are minus seven. I think that this might be one of the best spreads of the week. And, and I think that Dolphins plus seven is good money. I, I really do. I, I know that that probably seems surprising because it's like, why ever bet against the Chiefs? And I could be, you know, spectacularly wrong, but I actually really love the Dolphins in this spot at home getting a touchdown. Like seven is key. I think six and a half might be a different story, but I think seven is really key here. That I, I think that the, you know, it works out pretty well for the Dolphins at seven. The over under at 50 and a half right now, I like the under on that. I think that the, the Miami defense is actually quite good. And I, I think, especially because the fact that their corners are so good, that I, I think it's going to limit a lot of what um, Kansas City wants to do deep. And that's going to create more underneath work which is going to really kind of slow the game down. Uh, Additionally, I think that uh, Kansas City's defense, while, you know, seemingly not great, isn't terrible either. And so I I think that, especially based on the Miami offense being pretty, you know, slow and largely not that good, uh, I think that we're going to see a low-scoring game in which Miami covers um, and I might even just play around and money line the Dolphins, to be honest. Uh, I know that's crazy, but this seems like a decent spot for them. Uh, Vikings uh, at Buccaneers. Uh, Buccaneers minus six and a half. I, I like the Buccaneers here. I, I think that if you're getting it at six and a half, I think this is good. I, I think that this is right where it should be. I like this line. I think the Buccaneers are just a much better team, generally speaking, than the Vikings. I think the best case scenario for the Vikings is a backdoor cover. Uh, I, I think that this game is Buccaneers all the way. Uh, Titans, Jags, seven and a half at Jacksonville. This one to me feel is another one where it feels like a bot. I, I think seven and a half is a big line despite the fact that Jacksonville sucks. I, and, and I know that, uh, my, my fellow Titans fan, Joe Nako, is going to hate me if I even, you know, so much as doubt this, but uh, I'm not certain that I like the Titans at minus seven and a half. I, now, the one thing I I think that works well for them here, uh, maybe, is coming off of the absolute drubbing that they just took from, from Cleveland. You, you think that they're going to kind of come back, you know, with a little bit of a... uh a little bit, I guess, a little bit of a motivation, especially to beat, you know, a a, a division uh, rival. Even, I, I mean, even though I guess it's, you know, the rivalry is not so much there as I, I think. Generally speaking, Tennessee kind of gets the better of it, but certain nonetheless, an important divisional game for the purposes of Tennessee's uh, playoff positioning. And so. I I think that a game like this, they come back a little bit more centered. I I certainly expect the Titans to win this game. I I just think that somehow the Jags offense is putting up points, and I I don't really understand how or why it's happening. Uh, Sorry, Chuck is literally just yanking this toy from behind me as I'm I'm holding a toy, and he's just yanking it as I do this. So if I fall over in the middle of this, that's what happened. Um, So... I, the seven and a half. I mean, that hook is huge here. That that half point hook is really huge here. I, I especially at the seven number. It just feels like there's so much room for this to get backdoored. And and Jacksonville's been like covering all of these big spreads lately. And so, and just I guess historically, it feels like these teams play pretty tight. I I, I would probably lean towards taking the points on Jacksonville. I mean. I don't think I'm actually going to bet this myself. To, to be honest, I, I think I'm going to stay away from this game. So you know, take it take it with a grain of salt. I, I you know, I'm giving you an I'm I'm giving you a prediction that I'm probably not going to put my money on. Uh, so next game we've got Colts Raiders. This is uh this is another really tricky game a- at Raiders at home plus three. Uh, to me, uh, you know, I, I think that uh, I, I think the Raiders coming off of that really bad game against the Jets and like managing to come out with a win is so huge and relieving. And I think maybe it was enough of sort of like a hey, get your shit together. And and I do wonder if if there was any bit of this anticipation to face the Colts that was kind of coming into. All of this that led to the Raiders sort of not giving the Jets enough respect, which is funny to say, because it's like, I I don't know that there's any level of respect required to be given to the Jets. They're so fucking terrible, but apparently there is more respect is required to be given to them than whatever the Raiders gave them, because I I just don't even see on what planet that should have ever even been a close game. I, I don't see on what planet any Jets game should be close to anybody, really. So... You know, I, I think that I I think at home getting the points. I think I like the Raiders at plus three. This is another tricky one. I think I might bet it, but since it's a uh, four o'clock game for those of us on the East Coast, uh, I I'll probably sit on it and wait and see how my my earlier bets are going before I pull the trigger on it. But my initial reaction is Raiders, and I think I'll probably end up rolling Raiders when the time comes. I I, I do think that it's going to be interesting to, to kind of see what the Colts try to do to kind of mitigate Darren Waller. And I'm not certain that they have a great answer also for um, getting some of those deep plays open onto Henry Ruggs. So I, I think that that is going to be hard for the Colts defense, even despite how good they are right now. Uh, Jets Seahawks. I mean, Jesus Christ, what a terrible fucking game. Just, I mean, to be in the the afternoon slot, I mean, this feels like this should just be an absolute drubbing. Uh, I mean, 13.5 is a fuckload of points, and I'd still be inclined to take the Seahawks, especially at Seattle. That's, you know, that's a lot of travel for a Jets team that just, uh, I mean, had the heartbreaking loss. Although I, I suspect it wasn't that heartbreaking of a loss. I think that the Jets, you know, if you were to ask them in an honest moment, anybody in that front office... And pretty much any Jets fan, in, a, in an honest moment, would they have pre- preferred to win or lose that game? I think they prefer to lose that game and, you know, make sure they continue to secure their number one pick. Because why the fuck do they need to win a game, honestly? You know, like, I, I think they're the only team mathematically eliminated at this point. So, I, I don't see what, what reason they have to... To to have any interest here in, in winning, so you know, he, do they keep it tight on Seattle? Maybe because Seattle's defense is so bad, and the Jets' offense seems to be improving. I I mean, I guess based on these past couple of games, their offense seems like they're doing more. The, you know, which is not saying a lot. Obviously, their offense hasn't done shit, but. You know, 13 and a half is a lot. Weird things can happen. You know, you get fucking, you know, a random fucking kick return for a touchdown, some shit like that. Fumble touchdown or fumble short field, pick short field, pick six. Even with Russell Wilson, I know it never happens. So that's why it'll probably happen in this game. This is another one I'd wait to see how my mid my, my early day bets go. But I, I think I would take Seattle here. And, um, hmm. The over is kind of tempting at 47 and a half. I think we might be able to I'd have to see what the weather looks like before I commit to that, but I, I don't hate 47 and a half. Uh Falcons Chargers. Uh in LA, uh Chargers plus two and a half, over under 49 and a half. I and I know I didn't haven't touched a lot of the over unders here. I I I'm historically a adamant under-better. I do not bet a lot of overs. I think um too often too much needs to go right for the over to hit versus uh in a lot of cases i mean cuz the one thing with the under right you're winning until you're not and so i i think that having that and the fact that there is an over betting uh bias i think tends to skew numbers because obviously vegas's overall goal is to get as close to 50-50 money as possible and so I think that there tends to be over bias and despite the fact that there's enough smart money out there to probably keep the numbers in check. I think that you still get advantages online sometimes with this. So uh, it's, it's hard to get me to bet overs and, and uh, the Falcons chargers uh, chargers plus two and a half. This is another one of those weird games where the chargers I think are a better team than their record. I feel like they keep playing these games where at least Justin Herbert looks really good. They have like a lot of talent on offense and they actually have a lot of talented defensive players as well, and yet they keep losing games. But th- this to me, I mean, and then the Falcons have kind of had like a resurgence in this season where now all of a sudden they're showing up and they're having these really good games and especially these defensive performances. That this game, I think if you were to look at just the narratives, you'd probably be looking at it and saying that the Falcons should be winning this game and probably covering the two and a half points. Um I would probably, my gut wants to go that way to a certain degree, but I think the way that the numbers play out, and I, I think that looking at how these two teams match up, I... Really lean towards the Chargers here. I I just, I think the, what the Chargers are good at on defense is probably going to create some issues for the Falcons, uh, offensively. And then on the other side, I just think that for whatever improvements the Falcons' defense have had, I think that they're still just not very good at all. I, I think, f- especially within their secondary, I think they're pretty dreadful. And that's in part because they're bad and in part because they're so hurt and, and, and just depleted in, in just warm bodies back there. So I think overall how Justin Herbert's been playing and, and obviously this, this Patriots game, I, I think largely wasn't actually that surprising. I, I think that this Patriots game was one in which... When you just look at the history of Bill Belichick versus rookie quarterbacks, this is kind of how it always goes. (laughs) So uh, to me, I I think that that's, you know, a a huge indicator of what happened last week. And then I think that he bounces back in a big way when when it it comes to uh, this game, uh, especially in what's a, a pretty good matchup. Overall, I think Keenan Allen's pretty much impossible to cover. I think Hunter is going to be really hard for the linebackers to keep up with and, and play with. Uh, I, I just, I, I think that Mike Williams is still out there. Like, I, I think that Mike Williams might be one of the quietest uh, top 10 receiver picks in a long time. Uh, I, I mean, I guess Corey Davis was too, right? So maybe not, but it's just like, I I've, I know that the injuries have really held Mike Williams back, but it's like, Man, did everyone just forget how fucking good he was at Clemson? <laughs> like, so it, it's like you also have Mike Williams as a number two receiver. And, and I, I think with how well Keenan Allen's playing right now and, and how effective Hunter Henry is, uh, underneath that I, I, I just don't see how the Falcons keep up with this team. So I, I do like the Chargers here and. Uh, I mean, this is that game where like I might be looking at that over and I don't know. I mean, if I've had a few drinks and my my noon games are going pretty well, like or my one o'clock games for East Coast, uh, I I might be I, I might be chomping at the bit at, at that over at forty nine and a half. But I, I don't want to say anything just yet. So now we move on to the Packers Lions at, at Detroit, Detroit plus seven and a half over under fifty nine or fifty five and a half. And so this is a, this is a, another game where you're just sort of like, man, that's, that just might be a slightly too big of a spread for me. I I just don't, I, I mean, I know that the Packers are playing really well and in part, the, the Packers defense has been making some, some, you know, they basically, they've been making plays when they've needed to make plays. They, they've given up a lot of points, uh, you know, in, in certain instances, but they're they're kind of showing up at least at the right time for the Packers to kind of keep on rolling. And then Aaron Rodgers is just having this tremendous year, which, you know, I mean, not to pat myself on the back, but that's why I was trying to kind of get him in fantasy and was even, you know, in drafts. Uh, I think by the standards of which you would probably, you're probably looking at it this year, I was reaching on Aaron Rodgers by going after him in like, you know, the sixth, seventh round time frame. Uh, I think that uh and i i think i got him in the 6th round or something like that. So, uh, you know, that that is it that fantasy team is not doing well. So, i i mean, you, you know, take that with a grain of salt, i guess. Well, i you know, frankly, uh, given that i that fantasy team i picked Mike Thomas in the first round and and what a disaster that was. The fact that i, you know, i was whatever, came in eighth out of 12 or seventh out of 12, something like that, I, I think frankly is an, an impressive feat to, you know, I, I think I was like, oh, and four, oh, and five at one point, and then came back to be like six and seven. So, you know, that I, I think is worth, you know, pointing out. So the, now, anyways, right? We're, you know, that's besides the point here. So I, I think that 7.5 might just be a little bit too many points for me to feel good about taking the Packers here. I think that the Lions – I I think, like, the Lions are, like, a weird team, too, where I, I've been betting on them a decent amount this year, and they've I, – I don't I, – I feel like – I don't have the numbers here, so this is a feeling, but I feel like they've been covering a lot for me <laughs> on all of my bets. I just – I don't – I can't think of too many cases here where I've bet on the Lions and lost, and so – this is one of those games, I think, you know, just the, the Lions have enough in them that they can cover seven and a half. So this, to me, I, I think is a is a pretty good game. The over 55 and a half is a fuckload of points. And I'm actually still looking at the over, which is crazy, I, I you know, because like I said, I, I'm kind of a, a notorious under But so then we have the Saints at the Eagles. The uh, Eagles are plus six and a half at home, right? So uh, that's a big spread to take at home. But I think that the Eagles are a pretty dreadful team. I, uh, but you know, I guess Jalen Hurts is kind of the wild card here. Now we don't really know. I, I, I guess we we have no way of really evaluating how well he's going to play. But I think that the Saints' defense is like sneaky kind of good, and so uh, I, I. Just don't really. I I just don't see how the Eagles kind of make it happen because I think, you know, the the quarterback issues are one thing, but I think in part the quarterback issues are a result of the fact that the Eagles' offensive line is really banged up and is just not what they have been in the past, and so I I think that that plays a, a pretty significant role in all this. That I I believe that the The offense is just, like, not really capable of doing anything because they can't keep any—you know, they just can't get any form of protection or push on the offensive line. I mean, Miles Sanders is getting, like, no yards every fucking goddamn game the past couple of weeks here, like, which, you know, I've got him in two fantasy leagues, and he's just fucking me. So, it's like—I'm watching this firsthand as, like, Miles Sanders gets, like, 10 yards a game because, like, he he gets no blocking— And then, you know, name all of the wide receiver talent that exists on the Eagles right now. I mean, it's pretty dreadful. I mean, Zach Ertz seems to be falling off a cliff. Dallas Goddard is, you know, good but not getting enough sort of target share, it would seem to me. Alshon Jeffrey, I mean, coming off of like 100 million fucking injuries and he's getting pretty old now. Uh who else? J.J. Ortega Whiteside, who is like one of the biggest wide receiver draft busts uh like that we've seen in a while. I mean, he just is has been pretty much fucking useless. Uh, Jalen Rieger, who seems to be pretty good, but again, isn't getting enough sort of attention. And then what? Who else? I, I don't even know. Right. Like their team just kind of sucks. And then like they're they're. Defensive line is, like, not what it used to be, and then their, uh, their secondary seems to be kind of shit, too. Like, I mean, they just kind of suck. Like, so, to me, like, this is one where, like, maybe it's, like, an emotional bet, and I'm not putting a lot of, like, quantitative analysis into this, but I just think the Eagles suck. And so, uh, to me, this looks like a Saints cover six and a half kind of game. Uh... Then we've got the uh, Washington football team and the 49ers. So um, I really think that this is – I don't know. I think that Washington's kind of a bot team. I think that, like, I've kind of been betting on them or betting games, like betting their games, betting something on their games a lot, like whether it's a spread, over, under, props, whatever. And, and it's been going pretty. It's been going okay, but I think the biggest thing is that they. Uh, I've gotten some exposure into watching them, and I I just think they're a lot better than their record, and I think they're actually a much tougher team than than people expect, especially considering, especially considering right the Washington football team, or you know in previous years the Redskins that we've been used to watching. Right, I, I mean like that though they've just not been a good team for a while now and and like you know debatably not even competitive right or i mean i actually i don't i might have been assigning too much you know um courtesy there to even say that's debatable i think that it's been pretty clear that they're just like not a competitive team but we have been seeing in these past couple of years now, or, or I, I mean, this past, you know, past couple of games now, I should say that, you know, for whatever your criticisms are of Alex Smith, that this team seems to be working a lot better and they do have some talent on their team actually. And and it, I, I think that that's something that gets a little bit overlooked is they actually have some pretty good players on their team on both sides of the ball. And uh, so, you know, the, the Niners are, a team that's obviously just decimated with injury. They've been decimated with injury all year. I, 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 to me, I think that the Washington football team actually looks like pretty good value at plus three. I know that this is another one where it it seems pretty surprising and, and, you know, perhaps it is a little bit of a uh, heat of the moment thing, you know, kind of getting caught up in, in, uh, watching them, you, you know, beat the Steelers but uh, I mean like it it wasn't like that fluky of a win I I mean you know you can maybe say that how like the game kind of ended with that batted ball going as an interception and and whatnot is maybe a little bit fluky but like they were in that game the whole time like it it was well I mean I guess maybe not the whole time maybe I think what they were down like 14-0 maybe at one point but uh, something like that, but they, you know, then they made it like fourteen ten, and then pretty pretty quickly after that. I, I mean, they got what the field goal before halftime, so it was like fourteen three, or and then I think they got a touchdown pretty quickly in the second half. So uh, for the most part, they were in that game, and, and and so I think that that's impressive. I mean, that's more than a lot of teams have been able to say against the Steelers thus far. I mean, granted, the Steelers are kind of that team. And the Steelers have always been this team. And if you, you know, if you're a fan of the Steelers, either you bet on them a lot or you're just a fan, you, you know, this that the Steelers notoriously play to the level of their competition. And so the Steelers will show up and lose to teams like the, the Washington football team. And then, you know, and then before that, you know, beat, you know, the, the Ravens, right? It, it like, name any team in the top you know three top five even right the the Steelers will show up and beat that team and then lose to some shit team. It's I, I mean it's it's why actually I think that the best thing possible for the Ravens was for you know them to have so many players out because it led to a lesser team coming on the field and That's just exactly what the Steelers always manage to lose to. (laughs) Like, and, and I know, like, you know, I live with a Steelers fan. Like, try, like, I, this is, I don't think that she would argue anything here. I think she would be complete, in complete agreement. This is exactly how the Steelers always are. And so, you know, to some degree, there is that. But to another, I think that Washington, just actually played pretty well against the Steelers, all things considered. So, and then I, obviously prior to that, right, they just absolutely fucking shit on the Cowboys. And, and so I think there's good value here. I think plus three is pretty nice. I, I, I think I'm going to take them. So, you know, my, it's a cross country game over in, you know, to, to San Francisco, but you know, uh, I I like this. One. And although is San Francisco like looking for another place to play because of like COVID lockdown or something like that? I don't know. I don't recall. So yeah. Anyways, that's that. That's what I think. And then, um, then the the Sunday night game we have. Speaking of the Steelers, we got the Steelers Bills, which is a fucking awesome matchup, and this is where like. This is what I'm going to be talking about, right? Watch the Steelers come out and fucking win this game. And watch the Steelers come out and win this game, like, definitively, right? Watch them come out and win this game, like, like make it look easy. Because that is exactly the fucking Steelers, is that they would fucking lose to the Washington football team, who's like a bottom third team in the NFL right now. Bottom quarter, maybe. At least as far as record goes. And then... And then show up and just slap a Buffalo Bills team that, like, we know is good. Like, this Buffalo Bills team is good. I There's no—I don't think there's any disputing it. I, I know that that's—like, Buffalo Bills and good have not been in a sentence together that didn't have a knot in between them in a while, right? I mean, it, that. so I, I understand that that might have been a really jarring statement for me to say that the Buffalo Bills are good. And everyone is like, I think you're missing a word there. I'm not, right? and Well, you know, no pun intended there. <laughs> but the Buffalo Bills are a good team. Like, even that Buffalo Bills team that made the playoffs with Tyrod Taylor a little while ago, I, I don't think anybody was really, you know, other other than I, I think there's, you know, one, one person uh, by the name of Dylan that I can think of that might object to that statement. I, I don't know of... I don't know of anybody else who would uh even remotely argue that they thought that that team was somehow really like a contender of any sort and, and so but this this year i I think this is a good team and and obviously they have a really good path to winning their division and then getting like a, a favorable playoff spot but yeah like i i'm I'm betting the Steelers here. Uh, and I, I know I'm going to piss off that particular individual of mine, but look, like, I love you, but I don't live with you. So, <laughs> you know, uh, I got to, I got to, you know, keep, uh keep, keep my uh, house in order here. And also like, I, I just think the Steelers are good value here, I, especially right now they're getting points. Like right now they're, as I'm looking at it, they're plus one and a half. I, I think you take that. I think you take the, you take the points there. Like at Buffalo doesn't mean that much. I like Buffalo and Pittsburgh are actually not that far from each other. <laughs> like they they're really not. like look it up it, like you'd be I think you'd be surprised. I mean, I don't know how far you think they are. Maybe you think they're closer, but they're actually not that far from each other. So in fact, you know what like let's let's look it up really quick. Okay, let's see here Google Chrome. Pittsburgh to Buffalo. Three hours and 17 minutes drive. Basically just straight up 79. Like, that's... Uh, I mean, maybe somebody thought it was, clo- you know, f- closer than that, uh, but uh, I think for most people not familiar with the East Coast, um, and just, or just like the East or inside of the United States in general, I, I think that, that probably shocked a lot of people right there, that You know, you you, and I can make this reference, I I guess, a a little bit hit home a little bit closer is that Pittsburgh to Buffalo is not that much farther than driving from Chicago to Champaign, or at least if you're like in the northwest suburbs of Chicago to Champaign. Uh, So, you you know, that's that it's basically nothing of a of of a commute, really. So. I I think that this is a good looking game and and I've been kind of getting jagged on these unders a little bit when it comes to the Bills and the Steelers separately. I have kind of touched the under a little bit on them both. Uh, but at forty eight, uh, you know, unless the weather is like perfect that day, I I think forty eight's a good number to to go under on. Actually, uh, I I kind of like it to be honest, you know, it's going to be cold, it's going to be decent amount of wind, so I, I I see that as a good under game, I, I think I'm going to take that and then, uh, and then what do we got? Oh, we got Monday night game, Baltimore Cleveland, how about that? Which You know, and, and this actually this, like, I, I had to double take just now because I was looking at it and I was like, you know oh shit, you know, the fucking um the, uh, <laughs> the, the Browns have a better record than the fucking Ravens. Like, you know, when the fuck was the last time you saw that happen? I don't know. I don't... Like, th- you'd have to go really far back, I think, to find it, uh, especially this deep into the season, uh, I think to find a time, you know, when you're whatever, 13, 13 weeks into the season or whatever, to find... The the Ravens to have a worse record than the Browns, like uh, the nine and three Browns, the nine and three Browns. Uh, I mean, this is like this is one of the most absurd things I've ever seen. Like, and uh, you know, it's uh, it's hard for me to say here. I mean, so it's the the Ravens minus two and a half. Over under 47.5, I kind of like that under, I think, especially because Cleveland, the weather can get pretty shitty pretty, you know, pretty quickly, so I would keep an eye out for what the weather looks like um, around that time, because right now, you know, it's too early to try and actually really judge the weather and what it's going to be like, but... Keep an eye out because it can get windy really fast and it can get cold really fast. And and I know that I mean the Browns like to run the ball, anyways, and and the Steelers or the Steelers, the Ravens also kind of would prefer to run the ball. But I, I mean, obviously, that always plays into the under, right? Two teams that want to run the ball and also two teams. Well, okay, so the the Browns' defense is like not actually very good, at least statistically. They have not been throughout the season, but I think they are getting better. And so I, I think that that plays into it a little bit. And I think that the, the Steelers defense or why do I keep saying the Steelers same division, the, the Ravens uh, defense is not bad either. I mean, they're, they're not the same Ravens defense. I think that we're used to seeing, but they're not bad either. And so I, I could see this also being a pretty decent underspot. I, I think that it's going to be a lot of running the ball. I think it's going to be a lot of ball control, Uh, and I mean, unless, unless Baker Mayfield comes out and plays like he just did against the Titans in which he just literally fucking slapped his dick all over the place on everybody and just was like, you know, I'm going to put up a hundred million points, but I think more realistically, right? Like I think that he has a good game. That's, you know, just like a decent game, right? I, I don't, I don't think that anybody is looking at it and saying that Baker Mayfield is going to repeat that game from last week. I think that he could have a perfectly fine statistic game, statistical game and, you know, this game still go under. Uh, I mean, generally speaking, 47 and a half is a pretty high number for the NFL. So, to to me, that's that's a pretty good one. And, and uh, man, I don't know. I, I, I kind of like the Browns money line here. Yeah, plus 112. I mean, I know it's not much. I mean, but to me, two and a half I mean I'll probably take the spread and the money line just split my bet that way. So yeah, that's that's uh that's all the NFL actually for this weekend. So we we got we got through that pretty quick. The, I don't know that there's much more I really want to talk about on the sports betting topic to be honest. Um I have been betting a lot of uh UEFA Champions League and and that's been going pretty well, but that's going to be kind of on a On a, you know, whatever, a little bit of a, I I don't, I don't know how much, I don't recall when the next games are, not for a while though. So, that's, that's been, that's been okay for me, betting wise. I mean, my team Juventus is, A, playing well, and, and B, has been, Doing pretty well. I bet I bet on them pretty good, like pretty heavily against Barcelona, so that worked out really well. Um, and then you know, Syria, I I guess is having a, at least a decent representation because Atalanta also you know playing really well and knocking out Ajax uh, yesterday. That was uh, or two days ago. What was it now? I I don't recall, but yeah, uh, I think it was yesterday. So that that was that was pretty impressive, and so. You know, we'll, we'll kind of keep an eye on that. I, I, I've i also been betting Dortmund a lot, and Dortmund's been been kind of coming through pretty well. And, uh, you know, I mean, Bayern Munich and, and uh, PSG, for that matter, have obviously both been pretty pretty good money as well. The, the one problem with Bayern Munich, for the most part, is that they've been so heavy of favorites that it's, like, almost not worth betting it, right? You know, they're, like, minus 400 and, and even worse in certain cases. So it's just, like... Do I really want to bet, like, whatever, two units so that I can get, like, you know, a quarter of a unit back? It's like... I don't know. But, you know, because then it's like the the only way to get, like, better value on the bet is to start betting spreads and, like, one, two, three goals, whatever. And that in itself kind of becomes a little bit trickier with soccer, especially with kind of, you know, it, it kind of seems like games may not be like that random but scoring it kind of is and so uh, it yeah it, it can be kind of weird I, I mean like right like for example because like matchups come into play a lot and just sort of like the way teams play and and just any given day you know a little bit right because just like i was talking about right juventus slaps barcelona whatever 3-0 but juventus literally beats Ferenc garosh with whatever like a minute left in extra time and you know Barcelona beats Ferenc Garros by like four or three goals or something like that and scored all of them in my first like 20 minutes so it's like you know kind of go figure with that right so scoring can get weird even if like the results tend to work out the way you'd expect so it's really hard to bet spreads in soccer, I've found. But I, although that being said, I, I bet uh, PSG to win by um, more than three goals against Istanbul, and I think they won by, like, four or five goals. So that that played out because that that game, it was something like, you know, if you were just going to bet PSG to win, it was, like, minus, like, 500 or something like that, which is ridiculous. Which also, that game was ridiculous because it got postponed because like a referee just shows up and calls a coach the N word on on Istanbul. It was like, Jesus, like what in the fuck are you people doing over there? Like what? Like that was that was like the most because you know I'm like't I, I, wasn't, I wasn't watching it live at the, at the time and you know I just kind of like get you know an, an update from a friend who's just like, oh yeah, you know, well, I saw that the game was delayed. It said delayed, I think, at the time. Maybe it said postponed. And I was kind of like, what? Like, it was, like, 20 minutes into the game or something like You know, 15 minutes in or something like that. I'm like, what? What the hell? Like, I was like, what could have happened? I was like, maybe they got weather over there or something. I don't know. That's weird. And, uh, you know, I was like, I don't – I'm not aware of soccer really, like, closing down for weather like – and so then I get a text from a friend, like, yeah, the game got, like, you know, postponed because so ref just walks up and calls the coach the N-word. I was like, oh, my God, what the fuck? Like, that has got to be the most – I mean, like, most bizarre way I have ever heard of a sporting event, you know, stopping, right? Like, was, I was like, Jesus, that's fucked. Like, uh, so, you know wh- – I I mean, I guess like you know, I thought more about it, and I was like, well, I guess like, especially during COVID, right? I mean, you got to get that ref out of there, right? (laughs) Like, you can't just you can't have that man like still refing the remainder of that game. There's a lot of game left. Like, let more than you know, if nothing else, there's a lot of game left, and like, like you just can't have this guy around these coaches and players for the rest of the game. Like this man, like. Yeah, but but then, like, it's during COVID, so it's, like, you can't just – I don't think you can just get another ref to show up, like, right then, right? Like, they probably have to, like, test these guys and have some sort of, like, quarantine or something, and, like – so there's probably only, like, a limited amount of, like, refs available to just, like, yep, get this guy the fuck out of here. Let's get a new ref in here and keep it moving. Like, so, like, I guess you just have to kind of just, like, all right, we'll go tomorrow or whatever. Like, so that was that was very bizarre – Um, but yeah, so that that's kind of been like the majority, and and like I said, you know, I bet a little bit of college basketball, but mainly just on Illinois because you know that's that's my team, especially because my Kentucky Wildcats suck dick. So you know, they're right now that's just uh, that's they're they're not worth talking much about. But you know, fortunately, my you know my alma mater is showing up, and as much as we've referred to Illinois as a basketball school in our days like it it's you know actually coming true cuz it's sort of like we haven't been a basketball steal school in a while huh so but anyways that's uh i think that's all i got I, I think uh you know take it for what it's worth on 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 what i'm taking and and what i think is good bets uh i i guess i could go into some props i i don't know let me I'll, – I'll take a quick look at some props here and just see if there's anything I like other than I told you that Cam Newton won. But obviously, you know, you're you're not going to hear this until after that game. So that doesn't do you much good now, does it? Um, it it's kind of harder to look at the props, right? Well, I guess I can just go to, like, player props, right? Well, no, that's just, like, who's going to win MVP here? Hold on. I have to actually click on each game and it's fucking pain in the ass. Like, what in the fuck? You know, the I, I would have had to, I guess I would have had to do a little bit more research on on uh, on this game to on on any of these games I guess to kind of come up with like what these props are. I don't even see any. I mean, at least this game doesn't have any player props at the moment. Uh, ooh, there's player props here. Let's see uh, on the Cowboys. Bengals game there's player props but it's only like touchdown scorers at the moment I uh, think that uh, that's yeah I mean I, I would like to see like I, I would like to see like Andy Dalton over under yards because I, I think I would take the over on, on whatever that number <laughs> ends up being y- yeah I, I don't have any like good player props yet I guess it's too early for any of those um just yet so I, I don't really have any props for you at the moment Anyways, you know, if, you know, if if we'll see how the Cam Newton one plays out, but I think that's good money. And, and like I said, I think I like the under tonight. So that's all. Uh, I guess you'll probably hear this tomorrow. I'll set this up to come out. So peace out. Thanks for listening. As always, if you know, if you like this, please rate, subscribe, review on whatever platform you use. Apple podcast, Spotify uh fucking uh what else there's like amazon and google and um podbean which is what hosts my podcast so shout out to podbean and so you know wherever you're getting it give it a rating give it a subscribe you know subscribe to it review it you know give me comments whatever uh you know I'm i will i will read them i will try to react to them respond to them whatever and um And I think, you know, most importantly, if you like this, like, please, you know, tell someone else that you know that isn't listening and, and, you know, show, you know, introduce them to it. Uh, of course, you know, the, basically the only way that this grows is sort of grassroots and it's all of you who actually listen to this and, and I appreciate all of you for listening because like, literally like you basically have no reason to listen to me fucking talk for an hour, but you seem to, for those of you that do. Chuck just farted. It smells terrible. Jesus Christ! I gotta make sure he didn't fucking shit somewhere. Um, and so, good God, dude! Holy shit, Chuck! Uh, what did you eat? Okay, uh, that's yeah, right. You get the you get the gist. I appreciate all of you, and please, you know, show this. Sh- Show this to any of your friends who you think would be interested who are already listening. And feel free to also, you know, show them the Instagram page, ronsense underscore pod. If you're on Twitch and you ever watch any streamers, Mishy underscore M-I-S-C-H-Y underscore on Twitch. If you ever want to watch me stream, I stream just whenever I you know, largely whenever I can play and when I want to stream because sometimes I'm playing with the the boys and they maybe don't want, you know, me streaming while we're playing. Totally fine. Anyways, I stream when I stream. I'm trying to get this out on a more frequent basis. I'm trying to put out more content as as best as I can. Like I said earlier, I do still have a day job, so I'm kind of trying to squeeze this in when I have time off of work. So appreciate y'all. Peace out.